Hallelujah. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. And there, were out, uh, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be in your house tonight, and God, and to worship you, God, and to feast upon your word. I'm asking you, Lord, to speak to us tonight from your word. Let us, Lord, to rehearse this again over in our minds that we never will forget what this message is. And we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, amen. amen and amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. The true message of Christmas in this modern age seems to become lost in all the commercialism, sales hype, which literally saturates everything around us. It becomes lost in the fictation. Now, here will I get in trouble here, I know. But, but it gets lost in the fictitious stories of elves and flying reindeer and secret hidden castles somewhere at the North Pole. Hallelujah. The true message of Christmas is found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, in the 11th verse, where the angel of the Lord told the shepherds, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the message. Yes. That is the true message. Hallelujah. That a Savior is born. Hallelujah. And there's not anyone on the planet who is not in need of a Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are all, the Bible said, it's appointed for all men. Not just some, but all men wants to die. And after that, the judgment. Because judgment is coming, we are in need of a Savior. Hallelujah. The true message of Christmas is proclaimed by the fact that the eternal God came to earth in the form of a man in order to save his own creation. It was necessary because fallen man is marred in sin and there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. Amen? Hallelujah. He came to die for my sin. And your sins. And for the sins of the whole world. The one that we see lying in a manger where animals ate their fodder was fully God and fully man. Who came to earth with a purpose to die so that you and I could have forgiveness of our sins. And so that we would receive the greatest gift of all, which is eternal life. For a human being, there's no greater gift for you or me other than eternal life. The only alternative is non-existence. Hallelujah. Amen. But Jesus comes. He said that we might have life 
and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Folks, that's what it's all about. It, it, it's not about the gift giving and all the tinsel and all this other stuff that, that's become associated with Christmas today. Amen. The true message of Christmas, hallelujah, amen, is that the Creator came down, amen, in, uh, in, in the form of a man, and he, and he bled and he died at Calvary that you and I and everybody else could have a chance for eternal life. Glory to God. Now, I'm not going to lengthen this out tonight, but I want to share with you a couple thoughts concerning this. And that first thought is this is the message of who the child was. Hallelujah. The message of who the child was. There's a lot of opinions and there's a lot of viewpoints. And even for those of us who are well-seasoned in the Word... The Bible tells us it's good for us to stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance. Hallelujah. Because there is an awful lot of people in this world today, church, who don't know who he was. Amen. If you got an understanding of that, then you are blessed beyond measure. You are blessed beyond measure if you have an understanding of that. I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 43, and I'm going to read verses 10 and 11. And there's something I want to, I want to point, point out to you. Amen, as we read it. He said, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Now, let me stop right. I, 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 I want you to imagine. Imagine that your Bible ends at Malachi. There's no such thing as Matthew through Revelation, those 27 books. Because when Isaiah spoke these words right here, there was no such thing as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Acts and Romans. First and second Corinthians. No such thing. The Old Testament was all that they had. How many understand that? Some 700 years before Jesus was born. God spoke through Isaiah. He said, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. That's Jehovah, right? That's Jehovah in the Old Testament. There was nothing else. He said, I am he. <laughs> Let me, let me give you some good apostolic theology tonight. In the New Testament, when Jesus come along, he told those Pharisees and Sadducees, unless you believe that I am he, 
you're going to die in your sins. Huh? To, can't you put two and two together here? In the Old Testament, they know such thing as New Testament when it's written. God said, I am He. Jesus came along 700 years later and said, I am He. Which one was lying? Do we got two I am He's? No. Let's go on. Before me, there was no God formed. That's what God said. Neither shall there be after me. <laughs> oh, glory. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God. Everybody's got their particular thing about the Scriptures that, that really gets to them, I guess, more than anything. And this message right here, it's what, after all of these years, I can't talk about it without getting emotional because I wasn't taught. I was in church from a child, but I wasn't taught that. Didn't nobody tell me that. I didn't know anything about that. Hallelujah. Hey, they come along and said, well, you know, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of people who tell you Jesus is God, but God in the Old Testament said, he said, before me there was no God for him, neither shall there be after me. So if Jesus is God at all, he's not God number two. Go ahead with the next verse. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me, what does that scripture say? I'm telling you the true message of Christmas. Hallelujah. The angels told the shepherds 700 years after this. For unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior. Anybody comes along and tells me they believe there's more than one. They've got to, they, they've got to admit that they believe God's a liar. If there's anybody else besides the Lord... God himself said, beside me there is no Savior. So, if he's the Savior, and if the babe born in Bethlehem laying in that manger, which was a feed trough, is what a manger was, for the animals, they, there's, only, there's only one explanation. It's the same. And listen, if you see that and understand that, not because that I'm standing here and telling you that, but because you've got a revelation in your spirit, hallelujah, you are blessed beyond measure. You are blessed beyond measure. Because you don't, you don't understand how many means of people around the world does not have that knowledge. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. Again, 700 years 
before the birth of Jesus. What, what, I'm talk, what I'm talking about right now, what I'm talking about right now is the message of who the child was. I'm telling you the true message of who that baby was was born in Bethlehem. For under us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Huh? Who was that baby in the manger? He's called the mighty God. People argue me all the time. Hey, how can can you get that that, that they're one and the same? That they're one and the same? I says, because that's what the book says. Put up the next verse there, verse 7. Hallelujah. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now, let me, let me tell you something that don't, don't never do and don't never sit around and let somebody else do who is teaching you or preaching something to you. Because this right here it's what gets so many false doctrines going and false theories. When somebody takes one, just one verse out of the Bible and separates it from the rest, and out of that one verse builds a whole teaching and doctrine. If that teaching and that doctrine's right, somewhere else in the Bible there's going to be some other verses to verify it. From the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I promise you, what I'm talking to you about right now, about the message of who that child was. Hallelujah. If you, if, if you would be sitting, willing to sit there and listen, I could go on for a long time giving you scriptures. I'm going to give you one more. That will make the third one. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And without controversy. What's a controversy? Disagreement, argument, whatever. He, you know, he said, there, 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 there's, no, uh, there's no controversy here. There's no reason for controversy. There's no reason for argument right here. He said, great is the mystery of godliness. Now, he says it's a mystery. He said it a mystery. That's why there's got to be a revelation. Hallelujah. Because God made it a mystery. When Jesus came along teaching, he taught, he taught in parables. You know one reason why he taught in parables? Because there were some jokers out there, he didn't, want to, he, 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 he didn't want to get his message. The Bible says, do not cast your pearl before swine. Some people will take the precious word of God and they will twist it and they will ruin it. Yes, 
they would have walked all over it. This is a mystery. But he said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godless. God was manifest in the flesh. Now, that scripture's been, is not the exact one I put up, put up earlier because I, 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 I added a parenthesis to that. I notice it's not on there now. But it says, that word manifest. God was manifest in the flesh. God appeared in the flesh. God was made visible in the flesh. That's what the word manifest means. Hallelujah. Without any controversy, without any disagreement or any argument, God, it was God whom the invisible was made visible. He appeared in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Aren't you glad you know who the baby in the manger is? Now, As I told you, I could continue on with many other scriptures about that. But I want to talk just a little bit about the message of why he came. The message of why he came. What was the reason? Hallelujah. Was it because because we could all gather together? On Christmas time, around a Christmas tree, and hang lights on a tree and sing carols? Was it because that when I'm sitting there at the table writing out Christmas cards and I get, I get one of my, my third cousins twice removed, and I said, Well, wait a minute. I ain't going to send them no card because they didn't send me one last year. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. The Lord of God, Lord of God, it was because, uh, did he come, did he become because the Lord knew one of these days you was going to have a, a knock on the door at Christmas time and somebody shows up for Christmas that you wasn't expecting, so you run back in the back of the closet and you dig out one of them gifts you got last year you never really liked? <laughs> well, Hallelujah. <laughs> No, he didn't come for none of those reasons. He didn't come for none of those reasons. I want to call your attention to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. Let's read that and see what what it has to say. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately like. Hallelujah. But while he thought on those things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. And she shall bring forth a son, 
and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Here's the purpose for the baby coming. For he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah! That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I don't have I don't have to die, amen, and go to a devil's hell. Hallelujah! I can the as Paul said, one of these days, amen. Uh, uh, unless the Lord comes back, one of these days my eyes are going to close in death, uh, and and that spirit's going to leave my body. Hallelujah! But in that instant, in that instant, Hallelujah! My eyes close here. Hallelujah! The Apostle Paul said, "To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord." Glory to God. Amen. You see, a lot of people are scared of that because they don't understand it. Hallelujah. But just because somebody's gone, hallelujah, from your sight, don't mean that they're still not existent. Death to the child of God is only a passageway. When the Lord comes to take you, when you go in death, all that happens is you leave one place and you go to another. But glory to God, you're still alive. You're more alive now than you ever was. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the presence of God. You might not see me, but I'm skipping a jig. Hallelujah. I'm praising Him. Woo! Lord. My, 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 my. Give up a book of Columbus. And it's all because that baby named Jesus came to save me from my sins. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Paul said, of whom I'm chief. Hallelujah. That was Paul talking to Timothy. He said, I'm the worst of the worst. He said, they've been nobody any worse than me. He said, I'm chief. Hallelujah. He said, but Jesus Christ, the reason, the purpose, amen, and he came to save sinners. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm. Here it is, right here. To wit, that God was in Christ. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the answer. I told you in the beginning, he was, he was God and he was man. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Hallelujah. I wonder, I wonder if anybody in the house tonight, and I'm not asking for a show of hands, but I wonder if anybody has ever been uh, estranged from a close friend, or maybe a family member. And y'all were separated because of some kind of disagreement. 
And maybe during that time you wasn't talking. And then after a period of time, you got back together, you resolved your differences, and you're back, you've reconciled. You see, when you was born to this world, and when I was born to this world, we were born separated from God. You was not on talking terms with Jesus. Neither was I. There had to be a reconciliation. Hallelujah. Jesus came to bring about that reconciliation. Hallelujah. And not only that, but it said, And he hath committed unto us, the church, the word of reconciliation. Folks, that's what the church should be preaching and teaching. Hallelujah. We should never point our finger at nobody and tell nobody you're not worthy to come back to church. Hallelujah. Because God has given you the word of Just like the sacrificial death that Jesus made for you made it possible that you could get reconciled to God and make you and him on talking terms. You see, if you get home tonight and at 2 o'clock in the morning there's emergency hits you, Guess what? You can immediately go to talk. You you don't have to pick up the phone and, and, and try to run down the pastor and get the pastor to talk to God for you. Hallelujah. Thank God I'm not no priest. Hallelujah. Amen. You can go to God yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Man, and some of these people have got so many avenues now that you got to go to. Well, you know, you... Go, 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 go pray to Mother Mary first and let Mother Mary talk to Jesus about it. Lord God, you be dead time you go through all that. Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't, I, I don't got a guy got a home invasion on me and he's, he's got a gun pointing on me. I don't got no time to go through this one and that one right now. God, I need you now! Yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Woo. Just like he made a way for you to be reconciled to God. We're supposed to be delivering this word of reconciliation to everybody else. It's our, it's our job. It's our place. Let me give you one more scripture regarding that, and I'm going I'm to I'm close. Colossians chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. And having made peace, see... Peace was made. Reconciliation was made. Having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be in things in heaven, uh, things in earth, or things in heaven. Go ahead. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. That's the message of why he came. I want Brother Darrell to come up if he would and get us a course to sing. But I've talked about the true light of Christmas and tonight I've talked about the true message of Christmas. That's what the message of Christmas is all about. And 
we need to share that message. We need to do everything that we can to bring about reconciliation in people's lives. People who's estranged from God, people who don't have a relationship with God, for whatever reason, it don't matter. We need to be a part of that.